Hello, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, do me a favor. Take a second to subscribe to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Leave a review, share with some friends, and make sure you check out the Breakfast store with so much amazing merchandise. Brentfest.com. That was the pre-intro. Yeah. <laughs> People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope. Woo! Yeah. Brent Pope! <laughs> and I don't know if I could be more chuffed because we have the powerhouse comedic performer, Artemis Peb Danny. Who you know is also f- chuffed. That's right. <laughs> chuffed. <laughs> you know her from huge projects like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Scandal, Future Man, Masters of Sex. I think that should get the old salivary glands going. And speaking <laughs> of salivary glands, we had a mega Filipino breakfast from Fork and Spoon and Red Ribbon Bakery. So let's get busy because we have Artemis Pep Danny in the studio today on Breakfast. Breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. Nice. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. Yeah, it's character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Brent, let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Artemis! I'm trying to hype you. Thank you very much. I'd never got rehyped myself. It feels more like a, an improv scene where we're both helping each other out. Oh, <laughs> Artemis Pebdani, welcome hey. to Breakfast. Thank you so much for having me. It was it's so nice to talk to you, and you dropped off food the other day. It was so nice to just see your face and right or your see, eyes. To see eyes. part of my face, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to see you from the uh, bridge of your nose up. And Artemis, it was so nice to see. Uh, uh, for, yeah, the top of your nose and your <laughs> eye and your hairline and then the top of both your cheeks and your earlobes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it was comforting. <laughs> it was comforting this time. Uh, it, you know, something weird, like the other day I ran into someone when I was out picking up food that was like the roommate of one of my friends. And it was just like I was almost just overcome with emotion, like, oh, oh. my God, someone I know. You know? Yeah. Oh, I totally know. I did. Um, I got on set for the first time. You know, since COVID started, uh, yeah. a couple weeks before, maybe in December, and uh, just being on set, I was just beyond yeah. excited to be interacting with that many people. And it, I must have just seemed like the biggest idiot because I was like, "Hi, hey, so what do you do? Oh my God, PA, what do you do when you're not PAing? Just tell me everything. Tell me all the things, huh? Do you have a mouth under there? What's it like? What's What's oh. it like, Tom? It was a lot of fun. I, I think everybody's a little bit like that right now, so I don't think they would think it's that weird. Yeah, I was like, I was looking, thinking back on what happened during the conversation, and it was almost like one of those, uh, it played out to me like one of those movies where like I had uh, lost touch with my uh, my friend from high school, and I saw him 30 years later, because I couldn't tell if it was him, and I was like, I was like this is you? your friend's roommate. Yeah, well, I know him from playing poker and stuff, right? Oh, okay. But okay. Uh, but I don't know him as well as my friend. You know, I just know him from like playing poker. Well, but you I was, were able to recognize him, I, uh, I eyeballs look, wise. Yeah, but I wasn't hundred percent sure, and it came out like me like recognizing some long lost friend, like Dave. <laughs> and he's like, and he was like, uh, well, you're not Brent because you have hair. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, oh. Uh, you do have but, some hair going on. It looks I do. good. 
Thank you. Uh, I'm trying it out, you know, see if yeah. I can get out of the uh, just playing plumbers and uh, guys that, you know, fix electricity parts. I don't know. Gosh, <laughs> what a weird, uh, not prejudice, what's it called when it's like, it's a weird, it's not even a cliche, because I don't feel like I think, uh, when I think plumber, I think bald. I don't think that, or not bald, but shaved head. I don't think that at all. Yeah, I just think it's a different part of blue collar, which is like, instead of like the the guy that runs the mechanic shop or whatever. Okay. It's the it's the guy that's like you know, that's right. uh changing the 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 oil you know <laughs> because <laughs> and I don't if know what it is white collar you could definitely afford a hairpiece <laughs> right that, right is that what or, it is or a haircut oh that guy can't afford a haircut he just has to he just oh. has to use clippers on us Shave I don't know yeah I don't know why it is I think it's just it's just a look thing I think when you're watching on TV like that guy looks more middle management and this guy looks more like that I, I don't and even why, know if it's you've got a good head of hair why why do you always why do you always shave it down. Well, I don't know what the right term is for I, men I, cutting their hair short. I don't want – because what my hair looks like, I don't want people to know that I'm in my 30s now, you know. I oh, mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand. You're knocking on 31. Uh, I heard. No, you know what? For me, it was just something I did one time. And I was like, that looks pretty good. And then I just I just kept it. And I loved how you get up in the morning and don't have to do anything. Right. Like if I was running late in the morning, I could get up <laughs> and just throw on a shirt and jeans. And I'm, I don't have to like, oh, my hair looks messy. No, there is no hair. So, yeah. but I am enjoying having hair. I think I told you I'm I'm, I'm aiming for uh, Timothy Oliphant hair. I know that's yeah. high, but uh, you know the. I think ha- you are so close to it. Ooh. You are so close to it. All right. <laughs> the color pattern. The oh yeah, you're really close. I don't think that's. I don't think. I don't think it's out of reach at all. <sighs> wow, I'm feeling so encouraged today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Brit. Well, <laughs> it is hair. <laughs> You are someone that I have known for a while, and we used to do this this show, Top Story Weekly, together. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for context, this was before you were in the middle of, I think, already doing It's Always Sunny, which is a great show in Philadelphia. And uh, it was before I'd done any TV appearances. So at that time, I was able to, as a person that had no TV appearances, I would still get to do a sketch show like every week with you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I was going to say, like, so when I finally did start to book some TV jobs, I have to say that you, you know, you were very gracious and gave me some good advice on how to kind of proceed. And when you finally kind of break through, if there's such thing as breaking through. So thank you. That that really, it meant more to me oh, than you know. So you're welcome. I, I wonder it. what I told you. Uh, look, <laughs> who knows these things? Probably just like kind of general things that made me feel like, oh, okay, I'm doing the right things. You know, I oh. think that's what it was mostly. I think it was mostly like kind of uh, just kind of being yourself. And not letting the other people dictate, like, you know, make your own choices. And and that's That what, makes sense. I feel like I, I, somebody was telling me about something I had told them before, which made them feel better, which was, don't worry, hon, nobody knows what they're doing. And they oh, were like, wow. oh, I found that very comforting. Like, okay. That is, that is very comforting. Well, look, I think most people came to, I know you had done a little run on How I Met Your Mother. I did. Um, I did. But I, I think most people came to know you. And partially because you played a character named Artemis, you know, right. which makes it memorable. But uh, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is already the longest running live action comedy in American history. Okay. Uh, did you know that? I've just passed Ozzy. And, well, when the new when the new season comes out this year, yeah. it'll pass The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, which is like okay. from the 1950s. I know that there are a lot of caveats, though, because it's like, oh, yeah, it might be the longest, but it's not the most episodes. Oh, it's probably not the most episodes because they only do, what, like 13 episodes per season? Yeah. Right. But still. I feel like my three sons did, like, 
80 episodes a year or something like that. <laughs> Getting back to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, you look know, amongst my fans and a lot of comedy people, it's 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 very revered because it's it's been on so long and it's just so wacky and so funny. Uh, how did you get involved in this project at the beginning? Um, in the beginning, and this was I, I don't remember the exact dates, but it was pre-2005. And uh I live with Mary Elizabeth Ellis. And the waitress. The waitress. And yes. she was dating Charlie. She dated Charlie in New York. And then when Charlie made the move here, he stayed with us for a while. And then he um, you know, he was making the show with the with the dudes, with um Robin Glenn. And uh they had done like one pilot and they were starting they were doing another. So it was within the first two episodes that they had shot on their own. At the time, it was called It's Always Sunny on Television. And um, it was about, you know, actors in L.A. And I think they had changed that because at the same time, like Entourage was about to come out and a bunch of other actor shows. And also, I didn't know this, but supposedly everybody's like, don't do shows about actors. People hate shows about actors. Yeah. uh, Except for actors. um, Yeah. Which I guess makes sense because I love shows about actors. Um, And so... That was it. They asked me to do a thing, you know, because they were just hitting up all their friends. And um, they, I think the dudes were, the boys wanted, you know, they were still the same awful people. They were just actors in L.A. And they decided they wanted girlfriends. And um, the best way to do it was to hold a fake audition because, you know, anybody would come. And so um, (laughs) they told me, you know, so just write an audition piece that you, whatever you want to come in and do. So I wrote a ridiculous monologue, um, taking it very seriously. I think like everybody came in and they were all, you know, like LA babes. And I walk in <laughs> wearing like all black and did a monologue with Glenn. I had Glenn sit in a chair and I did a wow. monologue around him about how I had lost like 400 pounds for him. And uh, so that he would love me, and it was uh, the four, it was really that I had gotten cancer for him. And then there was a big reveal where I took off my wig to reveal a bald cap underneath. And then I was going to kill him, and then I ended up shooting myself. Because, you know, you just want to go drama, 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 oh which I'm God. a huge fan of. Um, yes. And then uh, when they switched uh, to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, luckily, <laughs> luckily they didn't mind keeping a weird actor friend. So yeah. I stuck around, and that was great. Well, and you got to still be part of the acting part of the show because you're in Sweet D's acting class. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Obviously, your character on the show is outrageous, right? She yeah. just says outrageous things. She does outrageous things. Has it been weird being out in public sometimes that people recognize you and they, and they expect you to be like Artemis on the show? Sure. I think it was a lot weirder early on when the fans were also younger. <laughs> Yeah. Because now that everybody's older, everybody's chilled out some. But you know what? The fans of Sunny have always been generally really cool. I, I have indeed gotten my fair share of bleached asshole comments and yeah. last my nip comments and yep. stuff like that, which is, you know, probably why you'll never see me do cameo or anything. I can only say no to, no, I'm not going to talk about my bleached asshole so many times. Before I want to say yes, you know, and I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not yeah. gonna, I'm not going to push it. Look, as not your manager, yeah, I think it's a good call. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But like I said, the fans have always been really cool fans. They've been pretty yeah. chill. And um, 
there there have been a couple times where it's been like, dude, I'm around my parents. Don't talk about my bleached asshole around my parents. Right. Yeah. But it was never done. I remember that happened once, but it was like a really nice couple, like yeah. a really nice couple at like brunch in Houston. And luckily my parents didn't hear that part or register that that's what they were talking about. Right. So that was chill. Chill. And after it all, after it was over, it was chill. Yeah. Well, for me, I still love the show. I still think it's great. But I think the precipice, the, the very peak of the show is when you guys did the musical. Oh, I loved that. And you guys actually got to do the musical in real life. Yeah, we did it at the Troubadour here in L.A. Yeah. Which was amazing. Which was such an amazing experience. It was such an amazing experience. God, I hope I hope the Troubadour makes it through this. I hope all these places make it through. We did some we did a small tour mainly on the coasts. Uh which was probably one of the best experiences of my life. It was so awesome. It was yeah. so awesome uh, being there and being in front of crowds who knew every word to the right. episode. The nightman cometh. Oh, it was so great. In my phone, I have pictures of just like them rehearsing the dance moves on, on the Troubadour stage, just being like, what in the hell is going on in this world right now? I'm okay with it. Whatever it is, I'm okay with it. Nice. <laughs> well, I... Look, I had an invite to come. Uh, somebody had a ticket for me for one of the shows. This is one of my, I'm going to say, one of those things you look back on and you're like, I wish this night had been different. Uh, so uh, I had a ticket to the show. I could not come because my my very dear friend, I was the best man his wedding, my buddy Ken, he, it was his birthday. And uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, this is sunny, always sunny thing. It'll be cool, but I got to go to my buddy Ken's birthday party because, uh. you know. So, and then... Uh, the next day, like, uh, you know, Philip Wilburn, who's been on Breakfast before, there was a picture of you and him, and I think it was, was it Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman? All together oh. in a shower, right? Yeah. A weird shower at the Troubadour. It was maybe the shower at the Troubadour, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I so I was, uh, I could have gone with Philip that night, but I didn't go, and ah. someone else, and so, but it, instead, I was at, I was at my friend Ken's birthday party watching the movie Wolfman. Oh, well then, even trade. No, Artemis. That movie is so bad. (laughs) Oh, no. Is that what your friend did for his birthday? Yeah, he wanted to see Wolfman. Uh, Are you still friends? Yes, but uh, this does come up every once in a while. He's like, sorry, man. You know. (laughs) Okay, well, as long as he knows that he did so wrong. Right? So wrong. (laughs) Well, look, I I also should have maybe thought, like, "Ah, it's good. I don't know if it was a special birthday. I don't know if he like turned thirty or turned forty or something. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe you know it was. what? Say that it was. Say that yeah. it was for your own health and sanity. Yes, <sighs> we didn't think he was going to make another birthday, my friend. Yeah, came. yeah, yeah. So, so it makes total sense why you did that. <sighs> he made it through, and I don't regret it. But I did see Wolfman. So. You're a great friend, Brent. <laughs> You're a great friend, <laughs> and I'm a terrible decision maker. Apparently, uh, <laughs> anyway. It was great for me. I remember some of it, and I really, what I remember, I love. <laughs> Nice. Well, congrats on that. I mean, it's got to be fun to be part of a show that's just kind of revered now, you know? Like, uh, it's been on for so long, and I don't know if there's been a show on that long about people that, like, none of them are likable, you know? <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of terrible people. You know what, though? That show is so well-written, and I take it for granted, you know, because it's just, like, always, it's, you know, a part of everything, the people and stuff is a part of my life. So I don't really think about it too much, but every now and then it's on my DVR and I'll turn it on and I'm like, Oh shoot, this is, this is so well written. This is so funny. 
And some of the jokes that they they do and pay off like, you know, many episodes later is just yeah. genius. Like I think my favorite arc on the entire show is the season where Mac got fat. Oh, God, that's so fun. That is so good. He just got so chunky. And then at the end of the season, he's like, oh, remember, we're all going to beef up. And they're like, oh, yeah, we all we all quit doing that immediately. (laughs) Yeah. And you're not beefed up. You're fat. He's like, what? (laughs) Oh, Oh, so good. Because the whole season, you're like, why? Why are they not saying why he got fat? Like, (laughs) I don't understand because he's obviously intentionally gained a bunch of weight. Oh, and he took some amazing pictures. I've seen just some amazing photos of him just like embracing that belly. And it's, yeah, such a good time. Before we go any further, we had breakfast from Fork and Spoon and Red yeah. Ribbon Bakery, which is two small Filipino eateries in the San Fernando Valley. Artemis, when you had mentioned to me that you had kind of limited exposure to like Filipino cuisine, mm-hmm. and so we decided that we would, uh, you know, curate a meal a meal with some popular Filipino dishes. I was so happy to do that, and I was glad that we did it. How did you feel about your uh, Filipino meal? I mean, well, first of all, let me just say I I've I thought it would be so cool, and then afterwards I realized what a jerk thing I did because if anybody told me, Artemis, I want you to curate a Persian meal for me, I mean, I'd easily drop so much money and give you so many things, which is what you did. And I'm so sorry about that. I well, didn't even think about no, no, that. no. It, it was my pleasure. And look, if I was being full Filipino, I could have doubled that meal. So I didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but we could but we could do another meal and it would be all different stuff. It'd still be great. Yeah. And then and then nobody ha- can wear pants because they won't fit by the end of the meal. It's very true. It was good. It's so decadent and so rich with being like comfort food. Now, how did you find those lumpia? Because that's something that my mom makes like on a daily basis, like Lumpia Shanghai, which is the little spring rolls, but with meat in them. Oh, um, sorry. From my limited exposure, I would call them egg rolls, and they were yeah. awesome. I yeah. thought they were great. Egg rolls is a is a type. Lumpia is a type of egg roll. I would say that. I I, I think that's yeah. uh, pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they were pretty. Were great, and there was a lot of food. And my roommate, it was so I spread it around. Sorry, great. My no, absolutely. Had it last that... night, and he was like, "Those egg rolls. Those egg rolls." <laughs> so there's something. Uh, what does make a difference? What is the difference between what you would consider a traditional egg roll and lumpia? Uh, well, I think sometimes there's not any difference at all. It's just like, it's just what they call it in the Philippines, lumpia. And a lot of times it's like very spring rolly at, at restaurants. This one is more like what you would have at home, which has meat in it. It had either pork or chicken. Oh. I don't remember which one. Uh, and there's also different types of lumpia. There's lumpia Shanghai, which is the thin ones that, that we had. Yeah. And there's there's bigger, thicker ones that are... Uh, I don't have much exposure with, so I don't know if those ones uh, are too much. But the lumpia, I think maybe they might be more like a dessert one. But this lumpia is like, it's it's pretty much an egg roll, but it's just the Filipino style of it, you know? Oh, it was perfect. How do you feel uh, about the the poncet, which was the uh, the noodles? The noodle that was dish? my favorite. Yeah. That was definitely my favorite. That's just something I could sit and eat over like four hours, you know, zone out on TV and just... It's something it's hard to mess up, I think. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> this this one, like, it's a little different than the one my, the type my mom makes. My mom makes it with just the, those little glass noodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this had the glass noodles and slightly bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, and together. some egg noodles, yeah. And some egg noodles, yes. Uh, so, and it had a bunch of meat in it. And I think it's got, like, cabbage and uh, carrots and things like that in it. But that's a typical. You can get that at most Filipino places. 
uh, Pancit. My well, dad said, told me recently that that was his nickname when he was when he met my mom in the Philippines. I guess I guess he really loved Pancit. That was his nickname to the Filipino people. Oh, uh, he's what, a, <clears throat> what a weird thing! Uh, it's, it's very strange. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta I say, like, I have questions. This is my son, <laughs> steak and eggs. He yes. loves steak and eggs. I can yeah. <laughs> corn beef hash. Get over yeah. here. Yeah, get over here, corn beef hash. <laughs> Uh, and I told you that when you were I, when I wrote you about uh, curating a Filipino meal, I was yeah. like, um, I don't know if you're if you're, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah, but it's not going to be like how I eat it at home. And I know Filipinos have that uh, a lot, like our culture, where everything is, or, or like um, Persians and, and Iranians in my yeah. culture, and that you, if you go to someone's house, there is food, and there is food, and there is food, and there is food, and yeah. there is food, and. And they've spent days making it, and it's there forever, and they're going to force you to eat it. And there is also, though, something about that experience that is also that also uh, fuels the experience behind the food. So I was like, right. I don't know if it's if you want Filipino food from a restaurant, like maybe it doesn't mean the same thing for for you. Yeah. Um. um but luckily, <clears throat> it did, and I. Yeah, it's, I reap it's the benefits of that. It's still it's still really good. I will say part of that is just because it doesn't. Like, if you had had it fresh at the restaurant, it would have even been, like, 25% better than it was. Just fresh. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and it's still good when it travels. But that's part of it is, like, you're eating at home fresh off the, the grill or the stove or whatever. Or if you're having the lechon at home, which we uh, – did you? how did you enjoy the lechon? Did you like that, by the way? The... Oh, yeah. I liked it. But I couldn't have – I couldn't have too much of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. so – it's like – um. If you've ever had fried, if this is for anybody at home and they haven't had lechon, it's like if you've ever had fried pork jowl, which is now like a more, a bigger thing, or fried pork belly, mm-hmm. which you'll get a lot more these days yeah. than you used to, let's say five, 10 years ago. Yep. So it's like that. It's just so dense. It's, it's really yep. like just a decadent meat. It's meat. And, and it's then there's great. got this big, big juicy piece of fat in it. And then the crispy skin also. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and you were saying if you reheat it, do it in the oven so that the crispiness stays. Yeah. You're spot on about that. Yep. <laughs> but uh, really, they had three or four pieces, and it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. Move on. It's enough. Yeah. For me, 15 or 16 pieces. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the adobo wings. Now, adobo is a typical, like, kind of thing, uh, style that they make things where it's, I think it's garlic, onion, salt, and I think, like, soy sauce is the, what the adobo is. But it, I haven't had it in wings before, and we had that. Uh, I thought that was pretty tasty, though. You know, the oh, wings. I liked them. I yeah. liked them a lot. Uh, and I also liked, uh, you know, they give you ranch or something with it. It's like, yeah. I don't need that. I right. want to taste what they did. I didn't. I didn't use any of the stuff on it. Yeah, I just just yeah. ate the wings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're saying you think adobo is is a soy specifically. Uh, refers to the soy sauce mix is what you think, oh, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, when I think of adobo, I think of my mom like boiling chicken and it's got like a sauce that just tastes very soy saucy to me, you know? So Yeah. Um, so when your mom makes adobo chicken, it is soy sauce. That itself she is definitely put, Yeah, she definitely puts some soy sauce in there. It might be soy sauce with garlic and onion and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, if you guys are trying to be healthy, amino acids is taste 90% like soy sauce. Uh, right. That's one of those things. So that's pretty good. Um Right. We also had uh, I don't know if you had any of the mamon that I that I brought up, which was the yes, little yes, uh, girl. I ate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I like the butter one. Yeah, yeah. The I, I, that's the funny, regular I read one. The, the butter one's the regular one. 
Yeah, that's the normal one I get. Yeah, and the other one is like kind of a specialized one, I think. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's definitely my favorite. And it's so fun. Those packages are so fun because, uh, you know, it's like as if you had a hostess package, but it right. they, like pump air into it before yep. they close it. Yep. Uh, and I swear to God, it looked like by the end of the night, it looked like it had even gotten poofier because I didn't need it till later that <laughs> night. Um, and I read the back of it and I, I, cause I wondered what the ingredients were and I just didn't register. I only read the part that says contains. So it said contains flour, soy, milk. And I was like, wow, this thing is made just of flour, soy, and milk. (laughs) Not reading the part above that said ingredients, which had the 50 things in it. Yeah, Um, yeah. Which which I'm glad it did because flour, soy, and milk doesn't include sugar, which is what you need for a dessert like that. Yeah. The butter one was so good. They're so moist. It's... um, it's, it's definitely one of those things that ends up on your fingers, ends up. It, oh it, yeah, it's it's a little. It's a little bit like a Twinkie, though, right? Without the filling, kind of. Yeah, uh, for it's sure. A little bit like that. And the ube one, which is the one that was purple, which we also got. Now that I just included because ube is this like purple yam that gets included in a lot of Filipino desserts. So you get like mm-hmm. horchata with ube in it, or you get like a flan with ube in it, or a mamon. So, uh, and I think it tastes better in like a flan, to be honest, but. But it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Oh, I didn't quite hear you. You think it tastes better in what? Oh, I think it tastes better when they put the ube in like uh, a custard or a flan or something like that. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I don't mind it. It's definitely a little yammy tasting. You know. <laughs> Whenever I see something with ube in it, I assume that it's not going to be that sweet. Yeah. And so far, that is has been the experience. Even with these with uh, mamon, mamon. Yeah. That's how you say it. Mamon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even with that. It's not as sweet as the other one, and I wonder what that is. I wonder if they add less sugar or if the the sweet potato itself or whatever it is takes away. Yeah. Like blunts know. the sweetness of things. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that's, that could be right. I want to say yeah. like the, the name Mamon. I don't, I'm not officially – this is not official, but I'm just saying from what I know of like languages and things, Mamon is like uh, – it's kind of shaped like a boob, and oh. uh, Mamon is like – means like it comes from mammary, mammary gland kind of. So it probably is supposed to be shaped like a boob. And uh, that's why it's called mamon. Yeah. And it's made of milk. (laughs) Cake boob, maybe? Cake boob. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would look at that and be like, that's a boob. Yeah. Maybe not. uh... It just starts with M-A-M. So I'm like, mamon. Yeah. Yeah. That I get. That part I get. And that's definitely part of like a, a... uh, there's it's half of a swear word in Spanish. Something mamon is oh. like yes, and I think that means you know boob. Your mother's or, boobs. Yeah, yeah, Your something like that. Mother's saggy cake boobs. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you <laughs> for I enjoying the, uh, from uh, Fork and Spoon. Look, uh, we've been to both Fork and Spoon and Red Ribbon Baker before, but I was like, if 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 this is the what I'm going to showcase Filipino cuisine to with Artemis, uh. I got to go to where I know it really works. And not try out something for the first time. But we will definitely be back for more Filipino food. You know the show, guys. We we love Filipino breakfast. We love Filipino food. Next time, artists, we're going to get something with some Spam, fried Spam. Yeah. It is delicious. I want to do that. I've only right. ever had that in, um, it, you know, Jollibee. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. You know, Jollibee doesn't have Spam anymore. I've been complaining no. about this on the show, Artemis. No more Spam sandwiches at Jollibee. Bring it back. Are you serious? Get, I'm serious. They don't have it anymore. I feel like that's how I even learned about them. Yeah, I don't. That's the only thing I go to get at Jollibee. That's you know. That's so crazy. But do they still have like 
everything else they in the have world. The, yeah, they have that fried chicken with the sweet spaghetti, which is mostly what they have there. Yeah, I think they have. And what is all the thing with stuff. sweet spaghetti? Is that a cultural thing, or is that I don't just understand. a jollity Look, thing? Uh, it's a Filipino thing. I don't get it. It's not for okay. me. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you. That was that was great. Uh, one of my favorite breakfasts because I I knew I was like curating something, and I felt very like a guy in a museum. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the work you took into it, the explain that you put into it, and the explaining that you did. I I appreciated it all. Thank you. Excellent, Artemis mm-hmm. Pep Danny. This has been so much fun. Before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from you. What is your guilty pleasure show or movie that you are watching? Um, I, I'm a terrible actor, and I watch reality TVs. Uh, Ooh, for a while, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I. You have you watched Love After Lockup? Uh, I've seen a couple episodes of that. It's oh, it's the worst. I mean, you have to, you have to psychically prepare yourself before you watch it. But it's you know, it's people who have started relationships with with other people who are in prison and then hopefully if things go right the show starts when the person who is in prison comes out and they're about to get together with the person outside of prison and as the show goes on you realize that the the real the most messed up people are the ones outside of prison because what they wanted was somebody who they could contain and and project things on and now these people have freedom and are and it's just such a crazy character study. It's such a crazy character study. Um, wow. it, like I said, it's not it's not fun watching, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's like the difference between like recreational drugs and and like the kind of drugs <laughs> that y- you take with spirit guides. Uh, it's like you've got to you've really got to prepare yourself. Right. Wow. But damn, I can't I can't look away. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? Y'all, on Netflix, have you seen Kath and Kim? It's an Australian show. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Oh, it's so good. And what's funny is, I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago, they ke- they were trying to make the American version of it. And they kept trying to do it for a couple of years. I think they ended up doing it with Molly Shannon and Selma Blair. I don't mm-hmm. remember if it actually went to TV or did a season or not. But I remember I kept auditioning for it and so did a bunch of friends and and we would see each other in the casting office over and over. And then um, but then watching the Australian version of it is like, how would anybody be able to recreate this? They're yeah. they're such amazing actors up and down. They're so funny. It's so like weirdly broad. And it's also just so um it, it's just specific to that community and to the very small Australian community. I don't know what the right word is. It's right. so specific to that sense of humor. It's so funny and so good. So Kath and Kim. All right. Also, I just was pulling out old DVDs that I have, and there was a show that was on BBC America every now and then called High Spirits with Shirley Ghostman. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> and there's this British comedian uh, whose name is Mark, I want to say Wooten or Wooton, W-O-O-T-O-N. Okay. I should have looked him up because I think about him all the time. And he d- he pretends to be this psychic and he has a whole bunch of people come into this church and he just miserably fails at being a psychic. Oh, He's wow. just awful on it, in it. And you see like every, and this is early 2000s. So it's before people really caught on to that they're being, they could possibly be uh, taped for things, you know? Right. So you just see people like 
falling apart in the, in these audiences of how terrible this dude is at being a psychic. Uh, and then he has a segment on the show called Psychic Academy where he's like set up a reality show for like the next big psychic, which is just genius. I, I normally hate hidden camera shows. I feel yeah. uncomfortable for everybody involved. Right. Uh, and he's definitely got some things in there that don't make me feel comfortable. They're, they're not, they're not good feeling things, but psychic Academy where you have these people who are, they're either idiots or shysters or shyster idiots. And it's just fun to watch. It's so much fun to watch. Uh, like he'll ask them, uh, what are you thinking right now? And then they just spend like 20 minutes, not able to tell them what they're thinking. Cause they're looking for the right answer. It's just oh, the best. God. I don't know if this is a hidden gem show. I just discovered it when I was kind of doing some research on what you've been doing recently and Big City Greens Oh yeah, on the Disney Channel. It's great, man. I and know. You, you play Grandma Alice Green. <laughs> it's such yeah. a delightful grandma character. And it's 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 you know, it's a, it's an animated show. It's on Disney. Uh it's about a country family in the city. And that's all it is. Country family yeah. in the city and uh and and ensue with the wackiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun to do, and I, sometimes reading the scripts, I'm like, this is this is for children? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Great. Right. <laughs> what is your spirit animal show or movie? Uh, you know, I, I, I was talking to you about this. Like, I don't quite understand this question because it's like, is it what I want to be in or what inspires me? Hmm. But it doesn't matter. Here's both. Clue. Okay, yeah. Remember Clue? Remember oh, yeah. watching Clue for the first time as a baby child? Tressa's uh, favorite movie. Yeah. yeah. I... Uh, let's tell her hi, by the way. Did you tell her yes. hi? Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, just as a child wa- watching that, knowing that it was coming out, I had older sisters, you know, so, and cause my parents did not really go to the movies or any, uh, like normal American crap like that. Um, but my sisters did. And I remember seeing the commercial for Clue about to come out and that you could go to the theater and that there would be three different endings and you don't even know which one it was going to be. Amazing. Yes. So like, and then actually seeing it, all the characters, the broadness, the like deep saturation of everything just so spoke to me. And then on top of that, the like, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. I just love that. That spoke to me on every level. Yeah. yeah. Mainly the broadness. It, I, it, it makes sense. Look, that I, I think that's, uh, that's it's, uh, it's a few people's spirit animal because it's like it, there's a certain tone to it. Yeah. That is just delightful, you know, and chaotic and yeah. very smart. What was it? Probably about 10 years ago now. I did a stage version of of a Clue, which was insane. We did all the endings. It was in a little oh. black box theater. I got to play Colonel Mustard, which was just like, oh. uh, at that time, I was like, I've made it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mrs. Peacock was a man? Yeah. Anyway. Wait, did you... Um... I mean, what a workout. I feel like you, what a workout. For him, yeah, for Wadsworth. For everybody, for that yeah. entire show. I feel like running up and down the stairs and going all all around. That well, and been like... that's the thing is we were in a black box theater. There were no stairs. <laughs> we, you would have to like go out a door and come out like through a crawl space door that's not really a door. You know, just weird stuff like that we had to do to, and the lighting was having to change all the time. But but we did it and it was fun. And uh Gosh, it was one of the shows oh. where you go to where you could actually sometimes hear people like saying the lines from the crowd. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. Yes, so. for sure. Oh, remember when theater was a thing? I know. <laughs> well, thank you for all those recommendations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking and caring. You're welcome. <laughs> if you would like to get more breakfast stuff, such as pics of Artemis, Peb, Danny, and I enjoying our breakfast from Fork and Spoon, 
and Rid Rebbin Bakery. Go to the brand new Brent Pope website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfest episodes there. You can see clips from my TV appearances and the Brentfest store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. It's all there. People of Earth, I bring you the show for free, but it's not free to make the show. So please help us keep it going by picking up something from the Brentfest store. You'll be glad you did. On social media, you can hit me up, Instagram, at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow if you have a breakfast question, ask away. And make sure you follow my Facebook actor page. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share it with friends. It's it's helpful. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 35 countries covering six continents. And trust me, my omelet hombres, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all Yay. this breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciate. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson. Yeah. For making me sound so good. Artemis Pepdani, what is next for you and uh, where can we find you online? Uh, online, I'm, you know, online search. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find me. That's fine. Um, so usually my names are under the real Schmartemis, so that's a thing for Instagrams and stuffs. I'm around, man. Search me. You'll find me. Yeah. Oh, I'll be doing a couple episodes of the Goldbergs coming up soon. So there's oh, Excellent. That. Excellent. That's a funny show. That is. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Artemis of Danny. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show so much. Uh, love all your work. Uh, you, I consider you a great friend of mine. And uh, let's keep doing what we're doing. And uh, hopefully we get back to more normal times. Yeah, hopefully. Thank you so much, Brent. Like I said, so amazing to see part of your face and uh, to talk to you. It's been so nice. And with that, we put another scandalous episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See you.